Welcome to Ear for Fear. Uh, I'm Rick, and this is the podcast where we talk about scary movies or movies trying to be scary. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about 1982's The Entity. Uh, we are joined by uh, our uh, one of our regular guests, uh, uh, Sleep Sleep Deasy in the Easy, uh, Mr. Darren Lindsay. Hey, man, thanks for coming out. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been a bit. Uh, it's been a bit since you've been out, uh, but appreciate it. Hey, before you and I uh, talk about this uh, this movie, let's uh, do a quick um, synopsis. Uh, Carla awakens one night to find herself being beaten and sexually assaulted by an unseen presence. Terrified of what's happening to her and shunned by friends and family who think she's lost her mind, she seeks help from a uh, parapsychologist. The researchers soon discover that an evil force has drawn to Carla and is responsible for the violent attacks. Can it be stopped? And will Carla escape from this abstract evil? man so so uh, 1982's the entity uh, you had recommended this one i did uh both of us had previously seen this oh yeah it, you know what's funny it, it had been a while like i'd seen this several times over the years but i i think it had been like early to mid 90s since i'd seen this last that's a long time uh yeah um not for me. <laughs> yeah, because you watched it more recently with Shaylee. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think uh, it was one of these uh, weekends where uh, Shaylee was uh, bugging me to do a horror movie. And I'm like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? I'm like, you know, we settled on some kind of ghost thing. And, mm. you know, we feel like we've, like, you know, really, like, done all of the the new you know, oh, ghost movies that sure. are out there. So yeah. I started trying to skim the bottom <laughs> for, <laughs> for stuff that maybe she uh, uh, would be interested in. And mm. and I don't know what made me think of it, but I was like, oh my God, the, the entity. I totally remember that. Like, I wonder yeah. if she liked that. And then I, then I started to think <laughs> about the subject matter and I'm like, yeah. And so I'm kind of surprised that she sat there with you and watched this because well, rewatching this again yesterday for the show, it'd been a while, but of course I remember it. Yeah. I mean, and we're going to, I, 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 look, I don't want to use the word rape. Okay. So we'll use it once, get it out of the way. We're just going to say sexually assaulted because that's basically what's happening to Carla. No, I this can't, whole, I can't guarantee you that that word won't slip out of my mouth I during I just this hate podcast. That. I, hate so that. I hate the yeah. word too, but I mean, the, really the bottom line is that's, what was, that's what's happening. What's here. going on here. Yeah. But, uh, but you know what? <laughs> yeah. After I had thought about it, you know, before I put the movie on uh, for my daughter. I was thinking about the subject matter and I'm like, Oh God, I don't know. But this became a difficult thing for me because there are so many movies that I don't have any issue with 
her watching, you know, in terms of the horror genre, you know, and, and I started to think, well, I don't know, ethically, like what's the difference between bloody murder and like like, one sins as bad as another. So whatever. I mean, I think she's mature enough to understand, you know, what's going on here. So, so we watched it. Yeah. And, um, she liked it. I mean, you know, again, who truly loves watching that subject matter? Um, so, uh, that being said though, um, yeah, she was really freaked out by, she? by the movie. You know, just, I think it's what that, I think it's the vibe that that movie gives off is really what makes that movie so yeah, kind of impactful. Um, you know what I think it is for me and rewatching this is um, it, it definitely spanks of early 80s. Uh, it, the, the music immediately sets the tone, which I, I've said a million times. I'm a sucker for good music. And speaking the, of the, the music, I've got a thing I want to talk to you, you about. You, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The score is is great. Oh yeah. Uh, this is a great score. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's got that iconic don't, it, don't, it really don't, does. You know, like, it really does. Like it hits, like if there was like a, a, a list, uh, and, and you're check marking all these different elements for a good score or soundtrack or just music in general for a horror movie or a ghost movie, this, this definitely does it. Yeah. And it, and it doesn't take long. It doesn't. No. I, this is what now I felt two hours is a little long. It was like two Oh five. I it think was. it's a little long for a yeah. horror movie for me. Look, I, there's certain movies I can sit through you know, the exorcist, the shining, there's certain ones. I think even hereditary is a little long. This one felt a little long to me. I felt like maybe you could have sped it up a little bit, but again, you're telling the story and you almost yeah. needed that. I mean, if you figure that most of these horror movies go what hour and a half hour, pretty much hour okay. and a half. Yeah. You know, it, it, this movie almost needed that additional 20 to 30 minutes because it has to develop, um, an alternative explanation to what is uh, this woman is, uh, experiencing. Yeah. You know, because this is based off of a true story. If so, I so interesting. So this, I was going to ask you about this. You know how many different movies that we, we hear of, like it, it's, it's based off of a true story or loosely based in like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or, you know, like the Conjuring series where, you know, Amityville horror is, is late seventies, early eighties. Um, that's, that's again, based off of the accounts of the Warrens supposedly. And mm-hmm. how much do you think is true and, and how much, because at the very end, when the credits start to roll, it, 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 it put, it says something about how, how Carla, this is a, this is a fictionalized uh, account of a true story. Yeah. So to me, it's like, well, what, what's true and what's not true well, and, and how much do they embellish? And yeah, they, they Hollywood, uh, Hollywoodized it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they always do. Um, I think the kernel of the story, uh, is based in tr- truth, at least her truth. You sure. Know, um, you know, okay. Did, you know, did they have, did they do some sort of experiment in a, uh, yeah. in a, in a auditorium, <laughs> you know, at a university, yeah. you know, and where they did, you know, messed around with liquid helium and, you know, tried to freeze this thing. Probably not. You know, I mean, that yeah. might've been embellished and, and, uh, you yeah. know, been the Hollywoodization of, yeah. of the story. Uh, but I would, I would say that like the, you know, this, the spirit of that, like the, like the core of the story, I think is probably, uh, based on the true events, at least yeah. from her, from her perspective. This is what I experienced. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I mean, just, they, at the end of the day, they still have to make an entertaining movie that somebody's going to want. Yes, watch. they do. I mean, because I mean, it's it's a movie instead of say a documentary. A documentary Correct. is going to is going to take a different approach Correct. to this. And so you know, yeah, it's just funny. Like people always say, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is based off of a true story. Well, what part of it is true? Just the Texas part? I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm just I'm just curious. You there know, there was a uh, what I read on that. Not to get into a rabbit hole, but uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, was actually based on, I think it was an English serial killer. Okay. Um, I think we, did we talk about this before? We did. I thought we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we did. Yeah. So, so I think that component of Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably where, you know, they're saying based on a true story, it's it's based off of an actual serial killer that ate people. And yeah, yeah. you know, that whole thing. Um, Okay. But you know, to take place in, you know, some Iowa or somewhere, wherever that took tech tech or what? Yeah. Yeah, Somewhere in Texas, some weird rundown, small town. I don't know, man. Yeah. I highly doubt it. I mean, I guess, I guess for the sake of the movie, it definitely sets that tone, right? Like out of, you know, in the middle of nowhere Yeah, and you know, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, um, it gives off that, that Iowa cornfield slipknot vibe. To me, <laughs> it it, it does that. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So like I was saying, it had been a while since I'd seen it. Um, I always liked this movie. I, you know, uh, rewatching this, Barbara Hershey's fantastic in this. She is. I mean, dude, she, we know she's the star of the movie, but she steals it, dude. I mean, she Does. kills this thing. Like <clears throat> I would almost go as far as, is, and I didn't look this up, but, and I, I know the Academy, dude, the performance was as good as like, you give me an Oscar nod. That's how good this was. I felt right. Absolutely. You know, and, and Phil, the doctor played by Ron Silver. I've always liked him. Um, yeah. You know, they they dominate this movie. They're both really good, but she steals it, man. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. You know. Her reactions to everything are just exactly as you would expect. You know, somebody going through something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was like subtle things too. I remember, like, I, I think it was literally the first assault in the movie. Oh, you know, yes. again, back yeah. to your point on like, you know, I appreciate also, you know, like Poltergeist did that, like Poltergeist took no more than 10 yeah. minutes to start ramping Dude, up to a yes. thing. And I appreciate that. Yes. Um, and so did this movie, but I think it was the same or, or uh, the first assault where she's at her, her, oh, her little uh, vanity vanity. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she's combing her hair, getting ready for bed. And, and she actually looks and like, you can tell that she can sense something is, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, she yeah. gets smacked in the face by yeah. something that's not there, you know, and it was just her reaction was completely believable to me, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, she did a wonderful job yeah. with that. It's gotta be tough like from, you know, like I, I've never done any sort of acting or plays or anything. So to, to, to kind of get into that mode to, and be convincing at the same time is really I mean, that's gotta be difficult, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, you wonder how, you know, what's occurring off camera, you know, like what sort of cues are being given off camera to, to, for an actor, um, you know, to deliver, you know, I don't know, man, that's tough. But, um, 
You know, I was thinking about this. So, okay, so you know, we, the first five minutes, we're we're they're painting this picture of of her. So she looks like she works a a full time, probably I don't know, meaningless job. Uh, you know, um, she goes to school at night, where she's. I found this interesting. Okay. And this to me is spanks of the, the, the time frame. Oh yeah. She's taking a typing class and you, and this whole, this whole classroom is filled of filled with women and they're all, they're all doing typing. And I'm like, Jesus, this really spanks of the time. Oh yeah. Because what you're telling these women is the only job. Yeah. It's very sexist. The only job you're going to get is, is a secretary typing. Yep. Dude, I was I was a little offended. Look, it's 1982. I was a little offended by it. You know, um, it, you know, it's it's just it's what I was too. <laughs> you had to sort of kind of jump on there. I was absolutely offended, also. But then I, I think I realized that you know the time that this movie came out in. If if we were in 1982 watching that movie for the first time, we lived through that. No, yeah, that doesn't make it true. right. Yeah. But you are a product of the time period you're living in. Yeah. You know, and in any given moment, in any given time period, you are in that moment. That was what it was like. And so, unfortunately, uh, many people didn't even stop to even consider that that was offensive or. Yeah. Um, true. Know. True. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I think watching it from today's goggles, oh, you know, yeah. you know, I was like, you know, it really just kind of jumped out at me. Yeah, I was yeah, like, absolutely. you know, it's like what all she can do is, is she yeah. just be a secretary. Yeah. And, and actually, you know, you, did you notice what she was typing? I, I read it. What would, what did it, it said say? something to the effect of like, um, um, being a good typist, uh, leads to high paying jobs and oh she typoed and, and put jobs oh and that God. was what made her go, Oh, you know, and like, Oh, okay. No, I didn't see that part. That's, funny. I thought that was kind of funny. That's funny, man. Yeah. It's just, you know, you just, it, it, they immediately paint this picture that I don't know, man, look, I mean, she struggles, right? Oh yeah. She's, but she's a single she's doing she's, her thing though, man. She is. I mean, yeah. you know, works during the day, school at night, comes home, three you know, kids. three kids, you know, she's a single, she's a single mom. The son, the son appears to be in high school, but he looks like he's 25. Uh, yeah. To me, that was a weird casting for me. Like you was he in high school. I thought he was uh, at a high school, but just living with mom. No, because remember the, the letter that came in the mail was from his counselor. Oh, and so okay. that spanks a high school. So maybe he's 17, maybe 17 ish, but dude, he looked like he was 20. It looked like they could, I don't know, man. It was just, it was super odd to me. Um, it's true. I did like him though. I, I did too. I did like him. <laughs> um, you know, the two girls, they, they, honestly, they don't really focus on them. It, you know, they, they, they mainly focus more on the son yeah. than the girls. And, um, but yeah, man, she's, uh, you know, she's, She's doing her thing, you know, she comes yeah. home and it's like, you know, long day and the house is a mess and the fridge is open and, you know, yep. do you, do you think that this, this was just a random, you know, uh poltergeist that attached itself to her just because, or was, did you felt that she was. She was vulnerable because of everything she's going through, you know, similar to Regan and Linda Blair and the exorcist. It yeah. was, you know, what do you, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, 
I think that I think that all of those things could be occurring at you know what I mean? The, I mean, I think it all things equal, this could have just been a, a random, you know, she got selected by by this entity. Yeah. You know, maybe it was a sexual thing. Maybe that's all it was. Um, but the movie goes out of its way throughout to um introduce an alternative to what may be happening. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of psychology that they've uh, interwoven into this uh, uh movie to explain an alternative. And so it could be that, you know, they they made sure that the audience understands that her upbringing, you know, her her father was a minister who actually, you know, sexually mm-hmm. abused her. Yeah. Um, and he was one of those devout ministers that use thee and thou and uh-huh. you know, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's gonna do a lot of psychological damage to a kid. You True. Know? So yeah, the end result to all of this is um, you know, in a psychology, you know, you're 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 gonna you're gonna go out there seeking that positive male influence. You know, you're gonna be seeking the father figure. Which she clearly has. Oh here. yeah. Well, oh, I mean, gosh. look at the guy that she was uh, dating. Um, I forget his name in the movie. But Jerry. Jerry. There you go. God damn, he looked like he was he fifty was something. Easily fifteen years, twenty years easily. older. Yeah, because because she was thirty two, I think. I think, I think so. That's, and yeah. Then, yeah, he dude. He, he had to have been in his mid to late fifties. Yeah. 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 So she's seeking that uh, that positive, you know, father figure. The you know the father she didn't have as a kid. You know, mm. as to compensate from the, the, an abusive sexually abusive father. So a lot of this could be a manifestation of those things. Yeah. Yeah. From her perspective, obviously it's not, it's not. Yeah. And, and, you know, and if you think about it, I mean, as the movie plays out, you know, it, you know, people slowly start to experience other, you know, things that are happening to her. And so it's not like, you know, Correct. Cause, cause you know, for a while you could think, okay, well maybe she is a little nutto, you know, and, and, and but then, you know, the son gets attacked, yep. the daughter see it, her friend sees it, you know I mean? Right. So the doctor, you know, uh, Phil, I mean, he's adamant. I mean, he is adamant. This is just all in your head. And I guess from, from his standpoint, the type of doctor he is, I mean, he can't see past that other, you know, it's also a product of its time. Yeah. You know, uh, in 1982, you know, the whole Paris psychology, you know, was extremely frowned upon in, in <laughs> academic circles, you know. So I think they did a good job conveying that, you know, that, yeah. that you know, the the bulk of academia considers that field of, of psychology to be just completely stupid. And they did. I mean, know, there were, you know, there were several discussions with Phil and I think his, I don't know, his mentor, whatever this other guy yeah. was, you know, and, and yeah, it's like, I think he was the head of the uh, psychiatry, some, some department. Some, yeah, yeah. Yeah. At the university. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, he just, uh, the, uh, the, the Phil guy, he just, to me, he just, you know, he came across as, uh, you know, one of those, scientist guys a psychiatrist field of you know psychiatrist it just uh refused or hadn't or just was unable to see outside of his blinders yeah you know to what if yeah you know and and i started getting super 
super frustrated. It's like, Jesus, dude, how many different things has to happen to this woman for you to finally believe her? You know, like it was literally like almost I, towards the end of the movie before. So he. Uh, uh, here's an interesting thing. I, I felt that there was a moment where he actually was on her side. Well, I, I don't want to say on her side because, you know, he, he did have her best interest at heart. But more, I think the closest he came to actually believing possibly that something was going on there was when they all met. Remember mm-hmm. that in the room? Yes. And then uh, I think she had to leave. And and during the scene after she left, all the other psychiatrists around the room actually talked him off the ledge. True, true. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't that powwow wasn't that kind of reminiscent of of The Exorcist? That it was. totally reminded me. Oh, of that. absolutely! It totally reminded me of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't think. Yeah, because they, I mean, they were almost laughing at her yeah. and just very disrespectful. Oh, f- and these are professionals yeah. and just very disrespectful. You know, yeah. like well, one of them was also smoking a big giant stogie. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> you <them>. know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what I. There was definitely like, look, I know he was looking out for her, but, but he was also attracted to her. Yep. You know? Yep. And, and, and I almost think at times that got in the way. It's like, I, I, I'm interested kind of into this woman and, and I, and I don't want this stuff to be real because then it, I don't know. It was almost like it throws like some wrench in the mix. I don't know. It was just weird to me. Yeah. And you know, what's, uh, what's interesting about that is you know, the movie didn't go out of its way at all to, uh, to, I don't know, make that an actual thing, which was, uh, it which, was very yeah. under the surface. Yes. You could, you could tell that he, there was definitely, he had an attraction to her a little yeah. bit there, but they, you know, which was good. I, I think the way they, they played this was, was appropriate, yep. you know? Um, yeah. So, um, did you notice, and before we kind of maybe talk about some stuff that we like, cause we don't need to dissect this whole thing. No, no. Um, did, ah, you familiar with Brian De Palma, the director? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, there are a lot of good movies he did, but you know, in particular Carrie and, you know, yeah. um, just there, there's a lot. And I was watching this movie and going, uh, just some of these camera angles just spanked a Brian De Palma. And I don't know, it was just something I had, I had recognized when I watched the movie because, you know, watching a Brian De Palma movie, you, he has, he has this very specific directing style and he's very creative with his camera angles and shots. And I don't know, it was, I enjoyed it, but I felt like, wow, it's like, it's almost like they were ripping them off. It was just very strange. And and I, and I ended up doing some research and I was hoping to find like, Hey, the guy who directed this, they were buddies or roommate, you know, yeah. nothing like that. But so it's interesting that you, I'm going to go ahead and take this moment because you just, you know, yeah. mentioned like, Oh, you know, did they rip off this guy's like style of, you know, camera angles or whatever to talk about the, the there's a music piece. Okay. Okay. Which, so then I looked it up. I wanted to know which one came first. Mm-hmm. So this movie came first. Okay. Um, every time the, the entity ghost, whatever it was, mm-hmm. would present itself. There was this music in the background and it was ex- ex- almost exactly what you hear in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, almost exactly. Nightmare on Elm Street is a little tiny bit different. Yeah. 
probably enough to just, mm-hmm. you know, be able to say, okay, well, I didn't copy, you know, copyright <laughs> problems here, but, sure, yeah. but, Night, but Wes Craven absolutely lifted it from this. Which we've talked about Craven, who we felt lifted a lot of the Elm Street stuff from Phantasm. We talked about this in the because there's like yeah. some dream sequences in Elm Street that and spank of and we'll Phantasm. Be, uh, and we'll be, be doing Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I think you and I are going to do it the next episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we can talk we, about that. For sure. But yeah, go back. I don't know when you, if you get a minute, go back and listen to, All right. to um, it's, it's whenever the ghost presents itself. Every okay. single time, almost every single time during this, uh, this movie, it's, I can't describe the, the background music. It's this really eerie, subtle mm-hmm. kind of, you know, and it is so reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street. Interesting. Did, did you look to see if, um, if the same people scored the, the same guy? I did not. I just wonder, I mean, I doubt it. I doubt it, but, but I just wonder, you know, it's like, oh, we were roommates or something. I just (laughs) wonder how that, like, like, I don't know, do, do, is it like a kind of an unwritten thing where I, I I don't know, man, do people just kind of borrow little snippets and it's okay? Or is it frowned upon? Cause you, you know, I mean, you know, I've always said, I've always maintained that, that, uh, there is no more original art. Everything has been done. It's now a variation on a theme. So artists absolutely take inspiration from other artists, you know, and, and all you have to do is change a certain amount of it to make it your own thing. So I think that's what's going on here. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, just in case, I mean, uh, you know, our listeners out there, everyone got, has to remember Darren does all the music. So he is going to catch, he is going to, something like that. He's going to notice a lot, a lot better than I will. Um, you know, not to mention, you know, you've done music. God, man. I mean, a, a lot, uh, yeah. a good chunk of your life. Oh, I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, you know, I know you've done an album. I think you're working on another one. So, you know, so you're going to catch, you're going to catch something like that better than I will for sure. Um, I'm just curious, you know. So I'm looking it up uh, right now. Because Elm Street was 84. It was, yeah. Um, you know, this is 82. Um, in fact, I thought they had maybe made it closer to 81 and pushed it back a little bit. Because I think Poltergeist <laughs> so, came out. So um, get this. The music uh-huh. for both of these movies. Yeah. Charles Bernstein. The, oh, my gosh. There you go. Yep. There you go. So he, So there was actually no... A, a copyright issue at all. It's just, so this him, is a scenario yeah. where a, a music composer uh, ripped himself off. Yeah. Basically. yeah. Why not, man? Yeah. Why not? Because I yep. mean, you know, I, I don't think it was so blatant that it's, Oh, it's absolutely the same. No, he just, he just did some similar stuff. Yep. He you basically, know? he basically developed that piece of music for this movie. Okay. And then when uh he was contracted to to do the Nightmare on Elm Street music, um, he probably sat down and was like, you know what? That's absolutely works mm-hmm. over here. And and what I remember is that he added a couple of additional layers of sound on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but the base layer is the, the entity yeah. music. Look, I mean, I will go out and say this, both scores are fantastic. Oh yeah. Because I mean, Elm Street, which we'll talk about, you know, next episode, dude, I mean, that is a phenomenal score. Yes. It's it, it, again, yes, it, it sets the tone, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, so, um, it's funny. I was reading 
something on uh, this, you know, like you ho- you hop onto IMDb and you you type in the entity, and and I was reading just little tidbits. Quentin Tarantino, which he always seems to come up in most of our episodes, he snuck in part of the score from the entity in Inglorious Bastards. Really? Yeah. I've only watched Inglorious Bastards once because it's not one of my favorites. I, <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of it. Um, yeah. Some people. Some people love it and and just they think it's a just a phenomenal movie. Me, I was bored to hell with it. I was, just, uh, you know, I, there were aspects of it I liked by and large. Uh, it's a bit slow. I was, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I and I know with the Quinn movies sometimes it's just going to be a lot of dialogue and slow burn. But this just it bored me. It, it bored me. But but yeah, I'd read that. So anyways, interesting. Um, yeah. So um. I don't know, man. I mean, we could talk about some of just some of the stuff that we we liked. Um, you know, I I didn't realize I was watching the credits. Stan Winston, Stan Winston did the the makeup for this. Mm. Stan Winston, as as a lot of people know, is I mean considered one of the one of the greatest special effects makeup person. I think he died you know years ago, but I mean he's responsible for like some of the aliens, you oh, know, yeah. uh, Terminators, Jurassic Park, Leviathan. You know, he's done some great yeah. stuff. Yeah. Didn't realize he had worked on this. No. My guess is he probably I didn't look this up, but he probably did that the bust because you know you have her when she is being sexually assaulted. Yeah. They they built this like prosthetic, I guess, almost like her head is real, but everything else is not. It's like You're this talking body. about the scene when she was laying on the bed and being groped yeah. and, and Jerry comes in. Well, really all of it. Anytime that she's oh, being okay. touched. Got it. And got it, it looks like it's being pressed, like her her breasts are got being, it. you know, pre- you know, pressed. My, my guess is he probably created this. I mean, because it's a it's a really it's that- a really effective you know, I hate to say effective effect. <laughs> yeah, right. But but right. it's I mean, it's very effective. It looks it looks pretty real. Yeah. You know, nowadays they would do it completely different. They yeah. wouldn't probably do something like this these days. They wouldn't. If, if they did, they'd really dance around it and just more imply it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in the early 80s, they they did stuff like this. And it looks really good. You know, I mean, it, you know, she looks like she is being groped and, you know, sexually assaulted. I'm going to stay away from the R word. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. And so, because, I mean, rewatching it, you could see... Her head looked real, and the other step looked pretty good. There but, was something a little off. Uh huh. Yeah. Especially during that one scene. Yes. When Jerry, Jerry comes in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When she was like, you know, like, please help or please, whatever she was saying. Yeah. yeah. There's something didn't quite. Her head was right, and the body was just as real. But I mean, still looked pretty good for the for 1982 for the, for the time. It looked pretty good. Yeah. And the helplessness that she felt like, you know, it's funny. I was, I was, I was thinking about earlier in the year, Donovan and I did the invisible man, which is a really good movie. If anyone hasn't seen it, it's, it's really good. Um, but how, how helpless and horrible to feel like you can't, there's something there, but no one can see it and you can't almost do anything about it. Yeah. And it's just a a helpless feeling. And it's just like, her going through this and then the fact that no one believes her, they think she's crazy. She starts to almost, you know, think that she's crazy, you know, and it's just, it's just horrible, man. Yeah. And, and I want it was like middle of the movie, maybe a little bit. Um, when finally she's at her, uh, friend's house 
Yeah, Cindy. It, yeah, Cindy. and and Cindy and her husband. Yeah, they I take forget. off to go somewhere, yeah, like a party, or, party something or something. They're going to come yeah. back, and yeah, it was only then, like once her friend actually saw the thing, mm-hmm. and then once that happens, then it's like I don't know. There, there's a breakthrough moment there where you know, which, and I think she again back to what an awesome job she did, you know, acting. You know, you really felt like that that it was like a weight lifted off of her, you know, and she could do nothing but just sit there and like, Mm -hmm. like do that, that half cry, half laughing kind of thing. Because you finally like, you're not going crazy. Somebody else actually saw this thing. Yeah. Cause they, cause the the friend even said, I thought you were nuts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, all the windows being blown out. Um, yeah. I mean, and then the, I thought that lady's uh, husband was a, He's an asshole, man. You know, she could have done a lot better. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very, it's, it's very powerful, man. Like you said, it's a very powerful scene. She, she nails it. Um, because I think too, there, there might've been a little bit of doubt still in her head that maybe this, this, this thing isn't happening and it's all me. And then it's like, no, it's vindicated by all these things. And you've now witnessed it. Not, I mean, and I think it, I think the, the 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 scene with the son was I think it was prior to this, and and he went through it, man. I mean, he you know he had like this this what was this like almost like electricity coming out of him like these <laughs> the bol- Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Electricity. Yeah. That's what it yeah. reminded me. Of yeah, guys. yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, for its time, it was whatever. I mean, it was a little hokey when he was trying. You know, the whole how do I convey. That I'm trying to get to my mom, but I'm being oh, pushed yeah. back. Like, yeah. like she was believable. He really wasn't. It's fine. No, it's, he it's had whatever. his hands up too high. He was like, weird. It was kind of yeah. a weird thing. Yeah. I let it go, though, man. I, I, you know, I let it go for what it was. <laughs> but, There's so many better ways to achieve that. Like, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. some of the being thrown, like, like when she was being attacked. I I felt yes she was being attacked. Sometimes when like I think Jerry was attacked and the yeah. son was an eh, it just didn't feel I don't know. I think it just goes back to that she just did a fantastic job because she, she was conveying all these things and it was believable. Yeah, you know. Um, but I mean, I, you know, man, I I, I don't know what else you want to like. You know, is there is there specific specific scenes that that you really kind of gravitated towards like that really jumped out more. I mean, we don't have to like dissect every sexual assault. I, you know, the, the one, I will tell you this, the one scene, look, any sexual assault is, is, is wrong. And, but there was one in particular that, that I felt very uncomfortable with. I was uncomfortable with all of them. Yeah. But the one when she was asleep and she quickly orgasmed afterwards. And, and that one, that one, I felt just, because I, there was an extra layer involved there because not only was it sexual assault, but, um, it, there was a trickery involved there, you know, yeah. uh, she was asleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, uh, the, the thing was doing its thing, taking advantage of a vulnerability of being asleep, you know, which forced her, you know, well, I mean, she, it happened. You know what I mean? Of course, she, she thought was, it was completely a dream. Yeah. ashamed uh, at she that was. point. I mean, that, that was her breaking point right there. Yeah. It was like, well, God damn it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was especially. I was a little, I was very uncomfortable with that. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. was very uncomfortable with that. And again, I, I just show it, to me, it's like, I, 
it's a product of its time. That's not happening these days. Like it's more implied than, and this was no, this wasn't, this was all those things happening. And it was just, I don't know, man, I kind of felt kind of felt dirty afterwards, like watching this movie go, well, it's a movie, but I'm like, ew, you know, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't well, know how else to say it. It's just, I'm shocked. They went to that. I think to that level. Well, they had to, to. Yeah. They had to tell the story. Yeah. I mean, because the, from what I've read, that these are the accounts. Those are the specific accounts yeah. that, that, uh, that this person, um, Carla, Carla, Carla. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, um, is claiming occurred to her, you know, yeah. now how they occurred. That's probably Hollywood embellishment. Sure. You know, all of that stuff. Um, but, but, at the core, that's what that uh, person is claiming occurred. So, yeah. I mean, you know, to tell the story, you got to tell the story. True. To, 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 I guess to kind of, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I guess to kind of put your, you know, when you're making a movie and you're telling a story, you, 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 you know, the, the, the idea is you, you need to somehow insert yourself into this person's shoes and to, to feel everything they were feeling good or bad. And you do. so, so yeah, I guess you're right, man. So, I just, I just, you know, again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep just in case no one has seen this movie. Um, we forgot to say spoilers, but in case no one, you know, has ever seen this movie and is listening to this, it's, you know, it's a little, it's a little disturbing. So is, we're trying sure. to paint this picture that, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot to take in. It's, you know, it so. is, and but you know, but they, they had to tell this story. Exactly this way, because for you to, for for somebody watching it, you know, there can be so many different plausible explanations. I mean, we covered a little bit of that earlier, you know, this could be, um, could have been in her head. True. I mean, that is possible. Um, you know, I don't know that we know for sure that, you know, friends of hers witness stuff too, or whatever, maybe they did, you know, um, I would assume that probably, uh, the, um, the kids or specifically her, um, her son, probably uh, that is a true account. I'm sure the, the son probably did, you know, witness stuff or whatever, but I mean, yeah, I believe the scene with the son, I believe it happened very similar to that. Yeah. Um, But I mean, can you rule out like if, if you're objective, okay. So you're not biased. You, you don't know this person. You have no vested interest in this person whatsoever. So you're a complete objective witness. Can you rule out the idea that, um, the son, you know, loves his mom and is, uh, just sharing in her traumatic experience and, sure. and saying, you know, you, you just don't really know. Yeah. You know, and then, and sure. as an objective witness, you have to consider those possibilities. Sure. You know? Well, he's just sticking up for his mother. Yeah. If my mom believes it, then I believe it. Absolutely. Yeah. Because she's my mother. And yeah. So there, suck it. You know, yeah. so you have to, as an objective uh, viewer, you have to, you have to consider these things. I mean, in, in everything, I mean, not even just this movie, I mean, you're talking about ghost stuff and True. we're talking about we're talking about what has not been proven and what, you know, what we generally speaking can't see. And even in 2020, um, 
We still don't have any real definitive proof of anything other than what we can see, the tangible stuff. Yeah. You know, there are moments where the veil (laughs) creaks open a little bit and, and, you know, and, and, but for every, for every explanation of that has to be a ghost or it has to be a, you know, this, there's usually all also uh, some other plausible ex- explanation. And this movie had to go down that, that disturbing rabbit hole, yeah. that, that filthy rabbit hole, if you will, uh, in order to explore the psychology of it. You yeah. know, the, True. Could, because, it, because without that, it, what, what do we have? Yeah. If you took away, if you took away all of uh, her character development in the story, what we know of her, if you took away all of that stuff and you were just left with a person being sexually assaulted by a ghost, it, you don't have the same sort of, uh, uh, you know, you're not feeling it in the same way. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not looking at the story. You're not really absorbed in the story in the same way. It's just sort of surface. Yeah. So, so it, it had to go down those holes and one of those holes, unfortunately it had to go down for the audience to really feel because everyone's had an orgasm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's a very vulnerable place to be in. And you got, there's gotta be a lot of trust there for that. Okay? Yeah. Um, and for there to be a violation on that, yeah. you know, you had, and then her, her, she has to, um, she has to convey that. And that was her tipping point because she yeah. literally t- just tore apart a room. She did. She, she, she made a point to break all the mirrors and I think it, it was more of, yeah, it like was, a, she was ashamed, ashamed of, herself. of herself and didn't yep. want to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what I got. And so, I mean, it, it, like I said, they, they, they did a great job doing it. It's just, I, I just, I'm going to keep reiterating. I just felt very uncomfortable watching it. Man. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think, matter. I think everyone should feel that way watching it. I For mean, sure. if you don't, you got fucking problems. You, 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 you need to go yeah. get help. But yeah. you know, I just, you know, just in case, just in case, I just want to make sure anyone going in this blind and not knowing it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you really feel for her. I mean, I did. Oh, I did. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's just, oh man, you, you know, know it's the, it, again, it's the helplessness. It's it is. like, yeah. you know, but then she, you know, but then she had like a, you know, she had that turning point for herself, yeah. you know, where, where, you know, it had happened for so long or whatever. And now other people, um, you know, had witnessed things, you know, and she had this acceptance moment where she was like, you know what, whatever you can, yeah. you can do whatever you want. Keep yeah. doing this. I don't care, but you're not going to have me, you know, yeah. Yeah. not truly. Let me you ask know. you a question. And and I could be way off base. It's just something I was thinking about when I was watching this. And and it, and I, I'm probably wrong, but I, you know, my, I, I start, I start, you know, the wheels start turning. Yeah. You know, when she's, when she's telling um, Phil's character, Ron Silver, uh, the actor uh, about her, you know, her, her dad and, 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 you know, the, the, uh, her previous relationships and, and some of them being deceased. At any time, did you think that these these poltergeist serenity could have been, say, I don't know, her father, you know, her uh, the, the 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 you know the guy who had passed away? I think he had died. In oh, like, it was her first husband. Yeah, do you, and it, I, I don't know. It just it came to me like, is that possible? Like, because I mean, 
Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, why, why now? Why? I mean, again, for, for the purpose of the movie, you know, something has to take place, but I mean, she's 32 and hadn't gone through this before. And I don't know. I mean, they, they, yeah, it's it's possible, right? I don't know if that was the case, but it's possible. Yeah. Look in the, in the movie itself. I mean, they, they make no reference whatsoever to what exactly these entity or this entity is or whatever. Yeah. Because it apparently had help. There was, yeah. She mentioned they were so, like too smaller. Which is that was weird to me too. Like like what did you uh. so see okay that that is what made me believe that you know that she didn't truly that, that maybe this wasn't anybody that she knew in her past. Mm-hmm. In, you know whatever. That sure. this was just truly like some just evil vile thing. You because we I mean? we know that we know the main one is big, hulking, strong, and sm- smells smells, right. smells. Right. But is it is it a smell that like a dirty ass person would smell like, or is this you know we we we've we we've seen in movies and we've heard when there is a presence you know usually it's a demon it's a demon yeah, yeah. there's a smell this is wasn't a demon this is a ghost well we don't know well I guess it's true we don't know could have been a demon. Well, absolutely. You know, it's because, because they, sm- the, when, when the two guys, and I can't remember their names, I thought it was like, God, maybe it was Jean and Joe, you know, when she meets them at like, maybe it was the library. Was it the library or was it a bookstore? And, and it was a bookstore. Okay. So they, and they come in to the house and they don't believe her at first. And then they witness it themselves and they, sm- they smell it. You know, they smell that, you know, it, it, the the stuff starts shaking almost like an earthquake and, and they get that stench, you know. So to me, it, 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 it wasn't like a stench of body odor. It was a stench of like death, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to look up here uh, um, what the classical definition of entity is. And I just wonder, I mean, cause I know we see, we saw it in, in the exorcist of the smell. I mean, it's, I think it's, I think it, it, it's one of those tropes that seems, to, and again, I don't know if it's true or not, but, but it, in, in the aspect of say a, a horror movie, mm-hmm. it's used a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I just, and I, I'm curious, I, I just, is it a ghost? Is it a demon? Is it both? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's some set rule, you know? Um, but anyways, I mean, she, you know. That's, that's this character, you know? Um, and I don't understand the whole help thing. I, who, who friggin' knows, man? I, I, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Does it, does it say anything? Not really. Not and really. I don't feel like going down a million, no, no, million no. links trying to yeah, no. drill down on that. But, uh, yeah. Um, for me personally, I got the impression that based on the evidence at hand based on what we watched um that this thing was some sort of foul demon thing that's yeah. that was the impression i got based on you know a sudden freezing cold temperatures mm-hmm. um foul smell and you know obviously powerful i yeah. mean like a, a ghost has got to be extremely powerful to start making shit happen in the physical world yes and that yes. thing that thing seemed to be pretty 
what were your thoughts about freezing the thing? Did it? What did you think? I, I you know, I felt it was pretty. I thought it was pretty hokey, and, and uh, I yeah. don't know. It, it, it lost a little for me when they, you know, she was at the university in this gym, and they they almost reconstructed her apartment or whatever or house. I'm sorry, and. You know, and then they were going to freeze it. And I'm like, really? Like, is that a, like, I don't know enough about it, but I don't know, man. It we almost, just, it almost gave me this, um, it almost gave me this, uh, this idea. Cause again, keep in mind, it's like 1982. Wasn't that sort of, that was like Terminator times, right? Terminator was, um, man, 81. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong, but yeah, around Terminator. Yeah. 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 So it gave me this. Fear of technology mm. vibe. Okay. Because obviously the entity uh, shows up and it takes over the, the guns. Yeah. You know, yeah. those, those, the liquid helium yeah. guns mm-hmm. that they were set up around to, in order to freeze it, yeah. it takes them over and it, and it, you know, and it starts like hunting her kind of yeah. little Terminator style, you know, it, it just gave me this like weird, I don't know, like, a, you know, cause back in the early eighties there, it, you know, there was sort of that, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, no, uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> technology was, you know, still kind of new. I mean, that was right at the beginning of like, you know, computer mm-hmm. stuff, you know, and, and, you know, we were also new to computers and God damn dude. I, how far have we come? I remember, yeah. I remember. I remember when I lived with my grandparents and, and Glenn, you know, my uncle Glenn had this, I don't even remember what it was, dude. And I remember trying to play, remember the, the game Zaxxon? Oh yeah. And trying to play it. And it was like a weird floppy disc. I could never figure out the game. And uh, dude, it was just, was it, it like a Texas instrument? Probably. Yes. TSR 80. Yeah. I think something uh, weird like and made it. out of stainless steel and like, yeah. <laughs> And now just fast forwarding, you know, fuck dude, 40 years and it's just where we're at. And, and, and I don't know, just, I mean, I guess gaming as a whole and, and how, I mean, I remember, I remember getting my, my Atari and playing it and thinking <clears throat> how friggin' awesome it was. And then now I, I watched, I don't know, man, I think the game that we talk about is, you know, say cyberpunk, you know, 2077. Yeah. And I look at. <laughs> visually and the graphics that I'm like, and I don't play these games. I, I yeah. don't because as you know, I have very little patience, man. I want like, like, like one button to shoot and then maybe right. thing where I can move around. And it's, it's just so <laughs> overwhelming, but how far we've come and it's just, it blows my friggin' mind, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's nuts. It dude. But so, but uh, so yeah, to answer, uh, to sort of uh, uh, expand on what you were saying. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I felt that that last sequence in the gymnasium and, you know, at that university where they reconstructed her house. Well, the one thing that I got out of that was, you know, like in, in, uh, ghost phenomenon, you know, it's either like a, a ghost is, uh, attached to a place mm-hmm. or it's attached to a person. Yes. And we now know this entity was not a poltergeist of any kind. It was something other than a poltergeist because poltergeists typically uh, are attached to a place, like, like a, place. a location. Sure, yeah. yeah. This thing was attached to her. It didn't matter where the hell she went. 
No, it was attached to her. So, so we we established that, and that yes. at least for you know the sequence for me uh, did good there. Yeah, I thought it was hokey after that. It this was, whole it was thing. super oh, hokey Jesus. for me. Like yeah. it, it just. It, you know, I, I had to look past it. it. It it was a span of five or ten minutes. So I I mean I tried. Ugh. So he, it was bad though. So here's what sort of uh, annoyed me from more of like a I don't know maybe a story hole issue or not really story hole. Um, there was that safe space that yeah okay and mm. then and then once she got in and it triggered that glass uh, enclosure uh-huh. thing right. They they made it a point to talk about how it's like double pane glass with like thermal inside <laughs> yeah. and the you know with the heat seek shield and the you know and then when it came down to it and she ran finally eventually in there because the entity had gotten control of the the liquid helium guns um she goes in there it, you know it slams shut she's all like okay we're like yeah it's good that. Wh- that shield thing, that glass enclosure took all of maybe <laughs> four seconds worth of the liquid helium it did. to like completely shatter. It did. It's it like, did. okay, really? Yeah. I mean, it did. I, I was trying to let that go, but, or the fact that this thing was spraying throughout the house and she would, dude, if this was really this, this liquid, whatever, dude, she would. <laughs> Because it hit her several times. Well, it almost looked like a fog that she ran into. That was the weird thing. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know. And I'm not a scientist. I've never used liquid helium. <laughs> Does it come out looking like I looking have, like I don't fog know. juice from your like, Halloween? Yeah. Does it come out dude, looking like that? I don't or? know. I don't know if it does, but again, it's like, again, you know, like when we, when we talk about any horror movie, you just have to sometimes ignore shit. It can bother us so we can talk about it, but for the sake of the movie, it's like, okay. I mean, I guess we got to give it a little bit of a pass. I mean, you know, the whole thing in general was hokey. We can agree on that. We can like, like honestly, the whole gymnasium thing, dude, I was just. Plus I'm not sure that (sighs) like, okay. Getting past all of that. I'm not. Sure. I mean, again, I don't know, but it doesn't seem to me that you could freeze a ghost. <laughs> right. I don't know. It's do a Scooby Doo. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't know if the gang ever froze a ghost <laughs> in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. It, this is this is where it just like I said. If we could remove that ten five ten minutes of that, the, it's I don't. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what a climax of this movie would look like other than that, though. I don't, I don't know what it would I be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I don't – sitting here talking about it, I don't have some alternative <laughs> I like – they, they, they turned the thing into an ice sculpture, man. I mean, it did. <laughs> it just looked bad. It, it just – it looked like early 80s special effects. I mean – If anything, <laughs> if anything good came out of that scene, at least the other folks over in the – legitimate uh, yeah. side of the uh, the psychiatric <laughs> um um department witnessed it yeah then the one old fucking fart was trying to well i saw something but i don't i'm like dude really you know what you saw but he uh, you know <clears throat> okay interesting um i didn't have a problem with that and i'll tell you why i didn't have a problem with that it uh. was b- because of an earlier conversation that occurred between he and phil okay where you know when they 
Phil catches wind that the paranormal department is going to do this experiment or whatever. He goes over to the, to his head, the head guy. Yeah. And he's griping and he's complaining and he's like, we got to do something. We got to shut that down or whatever, you know? And, uh, the, the, the older guy, the the head Uh of the department's like, yeah, well, you've got a thing or two to learn about, about campus politics. (laughs) That is true. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think this was, this guy just towed in the line. He saw Uh, it. He knows he saw it. He knows what he saw and he knows he can't explain it. And he knows that there is something that has just occurred there, but there's no way in hell he is going to admit that. So he is going to, he's going to, he's going to pull the, he's going to pull the Ronald Reagan, you know, (laughs) thing, you know, oh, well, uh, you know, um, I saw something, you know, it certainly was interesting. That's for sure. You know? Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about it that way. Yeah. I was just like frustrated. I'm like, really, dude, you know what you saw? The thing is this, you could least, you could least acknowledge it to them. And then, and then outside you're like, whatever, you know, I, I, you know, yeah. but yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like you and I agree it was hokey. Um, I don't know what they could have done differently. Like, I mean, look, if we sat down for you and I for half an hour, I bet we could have come up with a scene that probably would have been better, but whatever it it is what it is. Let's get to the ending here. I had an issue with this and I'm curious to see if you did. She, she, she leaves the gym. She walks home and she rolls into the house. They're moving. Okay. And then the door shuts and it says, welcome home, cunt. I don't like to say the C word, but yeah, but that's what the movie said. Yeah, yeah. dude. I had, what did you feel? I, I had an issue with this. And again, I think this was Hollywood. We don't hear any, any voices at all through this movie. Why now? Why now? Yeah. Why? I, I had an issue with it, dude. Um, I like, look, close the doors, shake shit up. I don't, whatever. But why the voice? It, yeah. it lost it for me, man. No, it's true. Um, okay. Uh, I hadn't pondered that, but I'm formulating now as you've just brought this to the table. Uh, my short answer is agreed. Uh, yeah, the, there was not um, there was not any foundation throughout the movie. Thank you to yep. uh, to support mm-hmm. uh, being talked to or talked at yes. by, by this yeah. entity. Okay, so for it to sh- for that to occur at the very end is like really okay, you know. Yeah, agreed. Now from a filmmaker storyteller's perspective, I'm thinking why would they choose that? And the only thing I can come up with is they didn't know any real solid, good way other than actually having this thing speak to her and what it said to her to convey like nice try bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you convey this, this entity going like, yeah, you thought you got me, Ah." you know, how do you do that with the shaking of the room? And like, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I feel like as a storytelling for the, to make sure the audience knows that the ghost is, is, is now full of spite and pissed off. And is like going like, yeah, yeah. You know, you thought that you, you know, I think the only way they could convey that 
is to, you know, but I agree. There was no foundation for this thing. And yeah, if if, if early in the film, it happened once or twice, just, I don't know, something, you know, like if she just heard whispers during the assaults, you know, it, it was all like whatever it did. I I don't know. Yeah, sure. Then Then I think I I could tolerate it. I, well, I I think because we, uh, I think it's because like now we've gotten used to that idea. And so if it came at the end, we would have no problem. No, not at all. I, I, we wouldn't be talking about it. Um, I mean, cause the voice as a whole was creepy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Scary. Yeah. Scary. Um, to me, to me, it spanked Sound of, like Freddy. Yeah. I know. Right. It, 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 it reminded me of, this is what I thought in my head is maybe they did a test screen. People hated the ending. Hey, you know, us Hollywood heads, you know, us higher ups, we think you should say this at the end. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and you know, who knows? The filmmaker probably, you know, the director, you knows, <laughs> man, he rolls his eyes or whatever, but has to do it because, you know, they say he does. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's the case or it was his idea. Who knows? It just was it you know, was sloppy. I, I didn't like it. To and, be honest with you, I, I would almost I mean, like to me it's like like you know, going back to you mentioning like if you and I had a minute to like come up with a thing, I would almost uh, argue that like the less is more approach would be better. Yes. So like like I could see a scenario, or I'd be happy to see the ending go something like she goes into the house, she comes back to the house, right? It's in the evening, she comes back to the house. Um, she goes in there. Um, maybe she's getting ready to go to bed or or whatever it is she goes and you know lays down on the bed and then uh, um they pan over to uh her vanity area or whatever and all of a sudden it starts to shake and yes. then it goes black and then yes. credits any yes. yes that's all you need i could dig that's that that's all you need yeah because now you, you you know you know okay well here we go again mm-hmm. you know what i mean and and that's pretty much what the the end the end little uh, prologue yeah said that that it it, it still occurred to her it years later just se- not as frequently not as frequent not as severe yeah yeah i think that that would have been a perfect absolutely end. man i i would have dug that i would have been happier yeah because it's just yeah i mean it kind of just kind of ended on a i don't know kind of a lazy note for kind of me, kind man. of cheesy almost cheesy yeah. yeah yeah i mean like you know in amityville like you hear like you know get out you know weird shit like dude i'm cool with that like if you've established it but yeah whatever man it, it, yeah look as a whole it's still a good movie yeah i believe it still holds up it does um you know anyone you know again let's I'm going to keep saying this. It's, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable. So just so that you're aware, but it's still a good movie, man. I mean, acting is phenomenal. The music is phenomenal in this effects are really good. They really are, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would, I mean, you know, look, every movie we watch, you know, dude, there's always stuff that bothers us. And, and, you know, um, I mean, there is, I don't, I mean, hell, man, Exorcist is my favorite, but I mean, I could probably find something that would bother me a little bit. I, to me, it's almost a perfect horror movie. But it, it, you know, if you if you twisted my arm, I could probably find one or two things. You know, so sure. it's it's there, man. It, it, you know, so anyways, I mean, I I still say see it, definitely. S- you know, see the see the, see it. Um, you know, um, but again, be be warned. It's the yeah. subject matter is a little, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. no, it uh, definitely it is it is. I'm surprised how well it's held up. 
it's good, man. But you can't say the same thing for Hellraiser. And you, <laughs> you cannot no. say the same thing for Hellraiser. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a discussion for another day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we have talked about that a few times on the podcast. Yes, we have. It, it it doesn't hold up, man. I mean, the you know, look, the makeup's great, man, but. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't. Yeah. And I think I've heard they're rebooting that franchise. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I stopped at like part three. It was enough for me. I don't know if they got like 20 other ones. Who who, who friggin' knows, knows anymore, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, but anyways, anything yeah. else, man? I, man I think, I think we, we kind of hit everything. We did. Yeah. You know, check, check it out. We've warned you, <laughs> you know, uh, we warned you what the, 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 you know, what the movie's about and the content. It's, it's very unsettling. It is. It's very unsettling. Yeah. And, but, uh, but check it out. Um, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, yeah. Hey man, thanks again for, for rolling on out and, and, uh, you know, appreciate it. Uh, and anyways, uh, everyone else. Take care. Yeah. Um, 2020 is almost over. Uh, thank God. <laughs> thank God. Uh, you know, um, we know the vaccines here. Yeah. Yeah. My wife uh, uh, yeah. got her first dose. She did. Uh, in case the audience, she's she's not a prima donna or anything. She She's a nurse. So, yeah. Um, yeah. It's frontline healthcare workers. That's right. So, yeah. I, you know, if Tyra, I don't think Tyra ever listens, but. Yeah. You know, we appreciate yeah. everything that she does. Oh, yeah. uh, absolutely, yeah. man. And she's she's taken dose number one and yeah. and in twenty one days or twenty one days yeah. Uh, yeah. she'll get dose number two and yeah. Yeah, and then she'll be glowing green. She'll be glowing green. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so uh, anyways. Well, anyways, everyone else uh, out there, take care and stay safe and all that other good stuff. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you tell everyone about our Ear for Fear podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ear for Fear. You can also check out our website, earforfear.com. There you can keep up to date on news, events, and episodes. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. We hope you come back and get an earful.